Today on The Breakdown, high stakes poker. Everyone's favorite TV show is back. And we got it for you right here on The Breakdown with the poker guys. That's right. We've got all the stars are here for a group interview. We got Patrick Antonius, Gary Edelstein, Doyle Brunson, Daniel Negreanu, Antonio Esfandiari, Phil Locke. This is almost entirely lies. None of these people are here. None of what I said is true, except high stakes poker is back, baby. <laughs> and we are going to do a hand from the most recent high stakes poker between two superstars, two of the greats, Patrick Antonius and Garrett Edelstein. Not only that, but I'm going to promise you right now that I can predict the future. Something will happen during this podcast that I will then say, I knew that was going to happen and I will not be lying. That is all I can say now. I cannot give it away. Because that would be, well, that would be giving it away. But it's all going to happen right now as we cascade towards understanding and community. Right now on The Breakdown (laughs) with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey, I think I know what you think you've predicted. Mm, Well, you might. Yeah, you might. I was trying not to tip my hand. Well, you didn't make anything specific about it. No. Um, but I think I know what it is. It, you might. And if I'm right, yeah. then I am the future predictor who, out, <laughs> who out-leveled you. Well, you won't know. You will not have out-leveled. You will also be a I can also predictor. make sure that that thing doesn't happen. Yeah. You know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's obvious, right? In a lot of ways, right? What it was. Even the listeners. I would guess 98% of them. 98 full percent of them know what this thing is. I don't think any of them know what it is no, yet. No, some of them do. Oh, maybe we're talking about different things. I think we might be talking about different things say now. The th- say the thing and I'll, I'll confirm it. Go ahead. It's okay. Do it. I don't want to play this game, man. <laughs> well, it was suggested by Mike D'Angelo. It has to do with that. Of course. No, that, that <laughs> was that. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I was just, just trying to lead you down the All right, so I don't know what you predicted then. Okay. Well, but here's what I thought you predicted. Okay. Uh, Mike D'Angelo is the suggester. He suggested on Discord. I thought you predicted that we would talk about how he has a quote on the Memento DVD as a film critic. Mm. Good guess. That is not it. Yeah. That's not what I predicted. But now we have. But that is not it. So okay. Wasn't... I guess we'll see if you're right then. I don't know if I'm going to be right. But I, but I predict I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, that, would have been, that was a reasonable guess for sure. Yeah, Mike D'Angelo, he's the guy. He's the guy on if you if you still have your Memento DVD. I do. I still have it. Then it's Mike right D'Angelo there. is in your house right now. <laughs> he's doing stuff to you. The Mike D'Angelo is calling from inside the house. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, so that happened. But let's talk about high stakes poker for a okay, second. Okay, please do. So it's back. Oh, I know what you predicted now. I mean, if you you're so smart. No one cares about you, Grant. Um, oh, it's boring that you predicted that. Uh, you didn't get it right away, so fuck you. How about that? <laughs> um. <laughs> Second podcast of the day, and, and sometimes we get all, you know, like we get to be like a 13 on the Kleiner scale, but but nice. this time it's more like we're just at each other's throats. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And, you know, before we started recording, it was a love fest in here, a virtual love fest. Grant was complimenting me on my sweatshirt. I told him I thought he was really smart in the last <laughs> podcast. Just a lot of friendliness. As soon as the as soon as we it's hit record, all over now. The thing that's crazy is it isn't like we're doing it for the show. It just this brings out the worst in us. Well, it's because we know inherently in ourselves that there is one best poker guy, and we're trying very hard to be that best poker. Well, guy. I don't have to try, but I feel you, dog. 
I understand you one of us has to. You do don't it. have to try. Then why does it always seem like you're trying so hard? Okay, who are you trying to convince right now, Mister Trier? Who are you trying to <laughs> unconvince? <laughs> you are such a bad person. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> this is the last podcast. Oh, uh, feels good. Feels good. We were actually talking about how much we loved our jobs. Yeah. How much we love that this is our job. We get to do this. It is more fun than anything. And wait till you hear the ad. We're going to say some stupid shit during the ad for our sponsor. And we don't know what we're going to say. It's unscripted, but it's going to be dumb and it's going to be fun. I mean, if I just think back to the last several Nitrogen Sports ads, all of you who skipped the ad, I know some of you do. That's fine. You live your lives. But you're missing out on stuff like where we're predicting how many of you are going to die before the podcast that we're recording comes out. That was one of them, (laughs) right? Um, another one was we were we were saying nitrogen encouraged people to smoke cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> that that was cool. That was the, that was actually the most recent one we did yeah. earlier today when we recorded. I mean, we really go there, and it's some of the some of our best funniest work is during the ad, and that is because we let ourselves, you know, go wherever we go. So it, you're a fool to skip the ad. Is all I'm saying. You should never skip the ad. It's required listening for the poker guys. Yeah. So high stakes poker. Yes. There so. is a song. I don't know what it is or how oh. I don't or how it goes. You know the name of it? No, I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> okay. Actually. But what about it? You're saying there's a song? Yeah, there's like there's a song that is associated with high stakes poker. The theme song, you yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know who sings it? Some guy. Do you not know the name of the singer? Really? I think it's um, Clarence. <laughs> That's a no. I'm gonna try and find out the name of this singer. Okay. Because you know why? This not? is all. This is all to try, try to make your prediction come true. Try to drag this conversation out. The I more mean, we talk about it, you already know what the prediction is. So how is it? I know, not, there's nothing I can do to make it come true now because if you are about stymieing me. Well, what can you it could, thwart it anything could, I want? It could come true just because it's so fun. It's so fun <laughs> to do that it might come true anyway. Yeah, it, it could happen. That's not not totally insane, I guess, when you say that. Um, well, there's lots of people asking for and getting the theme song lyrics to this song. I'll say, oh, here we go. It's written and performed by John Pratt of Los Angeles. Just some guy, <laughs> John Pratt. Um, and you know what the name of the song is? It's probably I'm All In. It is. I'm All In. Yep, that's right. John Pratt. Uh, you can hear it all over the place. It's everywhere. It costs you $5 per listen, but it's worth it. I'm going to try and find... I know we talk about the lyrics and stuff like that when we when we yeah. talk about this stuff. I'm gonna try and find some other intro. Like I don't know. If, do, do we even know all the lyrics to the song? Let's see if I can find like some other great lyrics to it. You know what I mean? I, I'm sure we couldn't conjure up all of the lyrics without looking it up. Oh no, no. Of course we have to look it up. I'm yeah. looking it up. But I'm saying I wonder if there's like here we go. Someone put up all the lyrics right here. You, By the way, why don't you read the lyrics? <laughs> I don't mind doing it. Yeah, it's, no, uh, the, the prediction comes true. It's fine. Go ahead. Read the lyrics. Um, well, it starts with, did you even know this? Oh, I think you did know this. I don't know if you said it exactly this. No, you always do the other one. The first line yeah. after I'm all in is, yeah. Do you know what this line is? I'm not trying to trick you. I no, mean, really. I, don't, I don't. It's all my ladies is jacked. Yeah, all my ladies is jacked. Okay. I got the deuce of diamonds and I ain't holding back. You knew that part, right? I'm all in. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course... Uh, you know the next bit. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna kick it, pocket rockets the ticket. In if it's in, not and it's uh. in. In if you get what it takes, then you can play high stakes. And then there's the other part. Yeah, which you will you say love, now that you love. You will say. It I now. don't need to say it. Okay. Everyone knows it. And there's only one person here who loves to say it. And you don't have to say it. If you're not going to say it and deny yourself the experience, and I, all of us the experience, just out of spite, you be that person. Yeah, you can be a hedonist. I'll be an ascetic over here, and I'll deny myself that pleasure. Okay, that was great. Thanks for the $10 words. Everyone's super excited about you being around. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow, that was really mean. <laughs> that was really mean. Yeah. Wow, that was that was that. I kind of overcompensated a little on that one. I was saying, I'm like, really excited about you being around. <laughs> I swung the pendulum a little too far in the other direction. I think there. The great thing is this. Um, it's not like I, I'm not trying to be snobby here, but like it's not normal to know what an ascetic is. I think most people do not know what an ascetic is. Because I assume people know what a hedonist is. Yes, I assume they do. So, so you would assume it's the opposite. Yes, it of is. Of course. But still, are we relying on context clues now? Is that all we have? Um, so there's people who are... A lot interpre- of people rely on context clues. Someone did an interpretation of... Oh, they're calling it the interpretation of the song yeah. online. But what they mean really is they're trying to do the lyrics just from hearing it. Yeah. Here's what they came up with. I'm all in, man. <laughs> on the ace o jack. D got the bullets and diamonds, and I ain't holding back. Um, and then the ladies part, these ladies ain't ladies unless they owe ladies. Huh. I owe ladies. Such a hand on a roast with that's what it takes, and you've got what it takes, and you can play hostage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a great time with this. Yeah. You don't have to say anything. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad. Maybe my prediction was just that we were going to talk about the lyrics of the song, and then we have, and the prediction came true. Yeah. Did you think about that? You fucking... (laughs) (laughs) If you mention High Stakes Poker, it's hard for the song not to come up. Of course it always comes up. And guess who loves bringing it up more than anyone? I do. You do. It's just shocking to me. How do you get a TV show on TV... And then that's the song that you land on. You had options. I'm sure you had <laughs> options. So many. I mean, so many options. Yeah. By the way, if you didn't like any of your options, you could have paid anyone a very small amount of money to do a song for you. Yeah. And all lyrics would be better than those lyrics, right? Yeah. Why don't I just get OARs? That was a crazy game of poker. Like, who cares? Just, I don't think that was out at the time. That was a crazy. Yeah. Oh, maybe you're right. It wasn't. But um, there are a lot of options, though. Yeah. You could also just be like, poker, high stakes, poker, that, like that. that that's actually fine. better. It's actually better. It is better. Yeah. And you don't need any lyrics. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. This is what they do. Do you know if on the new one that they still have the theme I song? Don't they I, can, I don't know. I don't want do. to check. Because no, 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 don't, don't, don't check. Yeah. But they must because 100%. That's part of the thing, right? They probably do. They definitely do. I mean, I would be kind of sad if they didn't. Yeah. No, no. It's, it's part of the brand yeah. at this point. That guy is getting... Fucking money. He's getting royalties from this. Well, we're, that not, we're not song. sure how his deal is structured. You know, famously, like the woman who created the Nike swoosh got paid 60 bucks and nothing else. Usually with um with art, though. Like, sorry, I guess or that's art, too. But usually with like music and stuff like that, you usually get a piece okay. every time it's used. For that is true. TV. Except Almost always. Not not always true. Um, not always. The backup singers in Gimme Shelter, uh, they just got a, a one time like a one time like hourly rate. I actually... Um, I'm friends with a guy who's in the video business, like the real hardcore, like Hard, <laughs> no, the real I mean like that. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> not it's the pretty clear. Film. It's pretty clear what you're talking about. <laughs> not I, I should have said that differently. Um, oh not no, the adult oh, you should have oh, said that differently. Yeah, not, <laughs> he's not in the hardcore. I just mean like he's like a professional. He has he's like a video production company. Like he makes videos in a way that we do not make videos. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like with I an actually, actual, with a, with a hint of professionalism. I produced a DVD when I first moved to Portland 12 years ago. Oh, this guy. This is the guy I met. Yeah, I, I know I this found, guy. I found his production company, yeah. And um, like, and we worked together. We produced a DVD together um, for me, like for my professional stuff at the time. And uh, and I've been friends with him ever since. Was it hardcore? It was hardcore <laughs> autism DVD? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, so he was telling me, this comes back to what we were talking about, that... He helped the, the guy who was in the Bowflex ads, yeah. right? The, the original big Bowflex ad. He knew the guy, the actor, the, like, the built dude, right? Yeah. 
And so I think he may have even help them like connect or something like that. Maybe not, but he knew the guy at least. And he said that the guy got paid $10,000 for that ad. Hmm. Flat. Never got anything more. And that ad was shown for decades. Yeah. Like in every country. He said the guy told him at one point he was like in Japan in an airport and the ad came on yeah. years later. And like how... Like he was that's very devastating. Upset. It's but devastating. at the same point, you're never going to get that deal. Like right. they'll just find someone else who will right. do it for 10k. Yeah, right? that's so. It's not really devastating because right. it's not really on the table. The job is it's ten thousand dollars. That's yeah. it, and you can do it or not. It's a pretty good deal for 10k. You just stand there and work on exercise equipment for a day. Like who cares? Yeah. But still, wow. You know, I, so maybe you, even you told me this, but the Bowflex ad made me think of this. So we're mm-hmm. going to pivot a little bit. Sure. I have heard rumor, and perhaps it was from you, that you know the before and after shots in like losing weight sure. type ads where, you know, this is the flabby version and ripped version. Yeah. The, apparently, the producers of those ads don't find flabby people. They find in-shape people at gyms, and they pay them to gain weight because they know, like, what their body looks like when they're in good shape, and then they pay them to lose the weight. So they... Why wouldn't you just photograph them before they gain the weight and then photograph them after they gain the weight? Because then it's a lie. It's... I mean, it's kind of a lie anyway. But it's point. not a lie. It's before and after. Okay, I guess, I guess it is still before and yeah. after that way, yeah. Okay. That's false advertising if you, if you do it the other way. Okay. I mean, it still is kind of, but I guess it is, maybe technically it isn't, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I know I've actually seen YouTube videos about this kind of thing where, like, guys who are really fit show how in, like, a few hours they can make themselves look like a before picture for themselves. Really? And, and, yeah, like, just, like, if you eat certain things and you, like, and you put yourself in, in, like, certain temperatures and stuff like that, you can make your stomach kind of flabby. And really? You can really, like, tone down or tone up your muscles. And it's like these, I mean, these guys really know what they're doing, in fairness. Sure. But, but, I've, but if you, there's a lot of YouTube videos on it, and the guys literally show you, you can watch them do it. It's, it's wild. Huh. It's all bullshit. Not a surprise, right? Of course. It's all fucking lies. The only people who don't lie to you... Poker guys. Poker guys. We tell the truth because Grant sucks. <laughs> this is how cult leaders position themselves, right? They say, like, the whole world is lying to you. I yes. am your beacon of truth. Yeah. Trust me. Don't trust anybody else. What would it take, you think, for us to have a serious cult following? Not like, people listen to our podcasts, uh, but like, I will die for you. <laughs> I will kill for you. I think we just go outside and start. Yeah, Charlie Manson. By the way, guys can't see Grant, but Grant, you you have shaved now, I see. And you've have you cut your hair at all since the pandemic started? I um I've had it trimmed twice by my wife. Okay, so yeah, I so have long hair. But Grant now has long hair. He looks like a Nirvana bass player, basically. Sure. Yeah, I think. It, and by the way, with the hat that he's wearing, even more so. It's a very grunge look right now for Grant. Very very basically homeless. The homeless. I was going to take that as a compliment. Nope, don't take it. I'm as still going to take it as a compliment. <laughs> Yeah, okay, fine. Um, but yeah, you could be that you could be that leader because or you could just be like the the tough sidekick. I'm the charismatic one. I should be the leader. I'm not I'm not like sensing a lot of charisma coming from that <laughs> side of the table. I got to be honest. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? Listen to me. I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to be more subtle if you're going to be a cult leader. You can't just be like, "I'm great." Yeah. Trust me. You have to be like you you, you can get to that eventually. Right. If you, once you have like a compound in Eastern Oregon, then you can you can become that cult leader who says I'm great all the time. But until then, you know, you got you to gotta work your way up. I saw this. I think it was like a news report on some cult. And uh, there was like reports that the cult leader, who was like, you know, 65 years old or something like that, was like sleeping with all like the 18-year-old of course. cultists. That's women. like always how it goes, So right? they confront him on it, right? Yeah. And they like bring all the cameras up and like, you know, have you been having sex with, with these young women? And he looks at the camera and he smiles and he says... I mean, who wouldn't want to have sex with an 18-year-old woman? They all want to have sex with me. Of course I'm having sex with all of them. And he just smiles and walks away. And I was like, 
that guy's figured something out. I don't know. <laughs> How about that? Most, no shame. Most he was cults, excited about it, you know? Most cults do involve sex. Absolutely, they name, do. Name a cult that does not involve sex. I can, but I don't know if you can. I'm trying to think if I can think of the name, but I'm going to say it's the ones that all killed themselves in California, right? With the sneakers yep. and the... Yep. Heaven's oh, Gate. Heaven's Gate. That's yeah. right. They were, they were explicitly sexless. Oh, really? Androgynous on purpose. You can trust us. <laughs> we're androgynous on purpose. That didn't help. They're all dead. Well, maybe not. Maybe they all ascended. Well, they were, what they were doing was they were trying to catch the Haley Bop Comet because that's oh, how you get to heaven, and so they had to do it at a certain time. So, I yeah. mean, maybe it worked. I mean, we don't know for sure. It's, it didn't I work. mean, we could never know. But, but having said that, it prob- probably didn't work. <laughs> I am pessimistic. In fact, no one else has ever done it, so yeah. no one seems to think it worked. Well, no, because the, there was only a window of time when the oh, comet was nearby. Right, every eighty-three years, so you can't. Comet. Yeah, there's actually some. There's a good. There's a pretty good documentary on it. I think it's on HBO. It's like a multi-part documentary, mm-hmm. and there's also a podcast on it. And I've I've consumed both both of those things. I know a little bit about it. The reason they were androgynous, actually, is because one of the leaders, the leader who remained alive at the time because the other one died of cancer years before, this cult operated for like 20 years before this happened, hmm. um, was homosexual and really, really repressed and didn't want to be homosexual. Huh. So like, it was like, nobody has any sex like, uh, of any type, and everybody's androgynous. That's how I'm going to do it. And, and like, built that into the fabric of the cult. Um, so that was pretty interesting. I would guess that... People were having sex still, but but well, less, much less so. Okay, so another very interesting part is yeah. even twenty. It was more than twenty years later. There's this one guy who was in the cult but is still alive because he was kicked out of the cult for masturbation. Really? Yeah, and he he like he self-reported because he he did it wow. and he was like, I'm so sorry. And they're like, you just got to go. And he's he regrets not being on the comet. Oh no! Yeah, twenty years later, he's oh, like, I'm left no. behind and there's no way to get there now. It's too late. Yeah. I'm not going to make it to the next one, right? Yeah. Yeah, 63 years is too long. Um, wow, that's kind of heartbreaking. That the yeah. guy who survived it is upset that he survived it, but not because he wants to die, right? It isn't like because he, he could kill himself, but yeah. he chooses not to do that. It's that he missed eternal he, life. Because he really life. believes it. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a weird one. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's some sad shit surrounding that. There were other people who left the cult voluntarily but were kind of waffling, and after they all killed themselves, they, some, a few people killed themselves individually. They're like, maybe I can still catch it. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah it's bad. I feel for all the families of Yeah, it's people. really bad. Oh, boy. So what is it about humans that we fall for this kind of shit? Obviously, not a lot of people fall for this one, but in general, we fall for this kind of shit. I don't know, shit, man. Right? Like, think about Jonestown. That one was yeah. 900 people. Yeah. That's... A lot. What's wrong with you all? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you following us? <laughs> Our, us, us? Us cult leaders here. Yeah, I mean, we, we, you can follow the poker guys because we'll never steer you wrong. Yeah. So give us your... And money. And your... Life. And your... Hair. <laughs> That's all we ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you will be gifted with... Poker. You know, poker and... We'll let you listen to the po- our back catalog for free of the podcast, which we normally charge $100 for. If we can find it. We, which we, is actually, it's questionable. We might have lost it. Yeah, but, yeah. but if we do. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, as is often the case, we're going to do just a, a really strong shift straight into <laughs> poker. Hard pivot, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this was suggested by Mike D'Angelo. <laughs> Sure. Mike D'Angelo suggested this on Discord. There is a link to join our Discord server in the description of this podcast. If you haven't checked it out because you're like, I don't have Discord, or it sounds like a lot of work, it's not a lot of work. It's very easy, and it's really a fun community once you get there. I, it's, I'm not just saying this. Discord doesn't pay me anything. It's definitely my favorite social medium right now. Wow, like, look at you. I don't really enjoy the other ones that much, but Discord is like a, a 
an environment that is built like with simply just a, the poker guy's environment, and it's fun. We do mm. we have a lot of fun there. We talk a lot about analytical poker, and we also just joke around. It's great. Discord's your number one. Yeah, what's yours? Friendster. I'm still on Friendster. Yeah, Friendster's a good one. Also, I like MySpace because when you go to people's profile, the music starts playing right away, you know, of whatever song they Yeah, and I like it when when they play Good Charlotte because then I'm like, yeah, I'm rocking. Yeah, I'm going to rock a little bit. What's that? You don't know Good Charlotte? I mean, maybe. It's it's like a, do you know what pop punk is? What? Like Blink-182. You know what Blink-182 is? Okay, it's that genre. Okay. Good Charlotte's a band Yeah. there. Okay. I'm surprised you haven't heard of them. They were one of the more famous ones. I feel like I've heard of them, but I wouldn't know them. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. You know that song? I know the TV show (laughs) with Robin Leach. Um, No, I don't know. Okay. Does that not mean anything to you, what I'm saying, the TV show? You have no idea what I'm talking about? Is that what that is? I feel like I've heard of it. Huh. Is that from a joke? No, it's a real thing. It was Uh. a TV show for years and years and years, but I guess it was when you were not yet aware of life. I I guess so. I don't mean that as a put down. Well, it seems like... Well, you are dumb, but I'm not saying it in this case. Continuing the pivot to poker, here we go. Sorry, I got caught up in things. (laughs) All right. So this is high stakes (laughs) poker. I think we're playing 200, 400. It doesn't really matter. I'm pretty sure we are. Yeah. Uh, we got all the big names. This hand's going to involve, of course, Patrick Antonius and Garrett Adelstein. Are was they the two sexiest men in poker, Grant? Great question. I'll leave that to... to the answer is no. Okay. Gus Hansen is one of the two, and the other one's Patrick. Sorry, Garrett. It's not your fault. These guys are gods. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, all right. Uh, Wesley Cannon is going to solve this thing using Pio. We have not seen his work yet. We're going to take a look at it after we do our analysis and talk about it then. Cool. He will also post his work on Discord. All right. Patrick Antonius has $162,000 in front of him, and 9-7 of spades in the low jack, he's going to open a 1,200. Fine. Some people will fold in the low jack with 9-7 of spades, but it's fine to open, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Especially when you're super deep and you're Patrick Antonius. Mm-hmm. got no problem with it. Garrett is in the small blind. He's got 295K, because, of course, he always has to have the most chips at the table. Sure. He's got ace-king off, ace of diamonds, king of hearts. He's going to three bet to 6K. I've really been liking Garrett's sizing. He's he's yeah. uses big sizing and it's good. I feel like you and I have been banging the big sizing drum, especially for three bets. Yeah, even more so for out of position. But in general, the big sizing drum for a while, and I feel like the world is starting to take notice. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. This is this is nice sizing. It's a five x. Um, we're we're fine with a fold. A fold is fine. Yeah, like if he calls, fine. If he four bets, fine. Whatever. But like we want to give ourselves a chance to get a fold here, and at least we have a chance with this sizing, right? And with this sizing, should this be a fold in position as Patrick? We are pretty deep. We are pretty deep. So Antonius is the effective stack, as you were saying. If he calls this bet, he'll have 156K back. They'll be like, you know, 12.5 in the pot. I guess we can call. I guess we're probably supposed to call, but it's close. And yeah. it's, I think it's fine to fold. Yeah. But we could decide to call. Because if we're calling this, we're calling like almost everything, right? That's the, like, I don't I think mean, we're supposed we, to call everything. If we have 10 7 suited and we open here, maybe we fold that. I mean, 9 8 suited, we're going to call. Right? Of course. 9 7 is like, 10, 10 7, you're right, is a fold if we're opening it yeah. at all. 9 7 suited may be one of the worst hands we open. Like, maybe we can find a fold with this hand. Yeah. I guess we could be opening Jack 10 off. We could fold that. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we can't fold any pairs. No chance. We're never folding a pair. We're never folding like anything suited that's, We're not folding that's like good. Ace four suited or anything like oh, that. Oh yeah, or suited Broadway yeah. or any of that. Maybe we open like King Nine suited, maybe we can fold that. Yeah, we can fold that. But if we're folding King Nine suited, we probably could fold King Nine Seven suited. Too. Nine seven suited plays a lot better when it we're deep. It does, it does. And also we're in position and we're Patrick Antonius. It can't be that bad to like call, right? It just can't be. And I agree. 
How about four betting? Because that's what Patrick decides to do. That's interesting. He four bets to 16K. That's interesting. He does not block anything, obviously. He has a nine and a seven. He bet he four bets pretty small. Yeah, 16K over 6K, but he is in position, to be fair. He's in position. And of course, as we go deeper, like more and more, like four or five, six bets, they get smaller and smaller because relative to our stack yeah. and the pot and all that. Um, you don't have to go as big. But like for the hands that Garrett is three betting, you're only folding out like the absolute worst stuff here, also, right? Like Garrett's, yeah. it's like 22, like 22 and a half K, and it's 10K to, to win 22 and a half. You're just going to be forced to call with a lot of stuff at this size. Well, what are the benefits of this? Uh, okay, great. A few things come immediately to mind. Um, one is that we're not going to get five bet very often. Five bets are just rare. Absolutely. Like Garrett may not five bet kings. Yeah. I don't know if he will or not, but he isn't guaranteed to five bet kings. And because of that, we, we maybe get called a lot, but that means we're going to at least see the flop the yep. majority of the time. And when we both miss, we're going to get to win. Also, when we hit, it's going to be hard to think that we're winning. Yeah. Like, we don't hit the part of the, the board that he would expect us to hit, right. which is kind of cool. So we get to rep it when we don't have it, and when we do have it, it's not going to be as believable. That's all pretty cool. Right, and um, in, that, in that vein, I was also thinking this is nice. Like, if, if we're playing an iterated game with Garrett and there's going to be a fair amount of in-position four bets that we have, it's nice to have this board coverage. Yeah. Though, like, we can actually show up with a, a, a hand that connects with the 10-9-7 board sometimes, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's true. Like, we need our four bets to have some of that yeah. some of the time. Um, of course, the problem, which I mentioned earlier, is we don't block any of Garrett's good hands, which, you know, you often want to have with a four bet bluff. Yeah, I think you definitely do. That yeah. would be something you'd really love. Um, also, I just feel like uh, I'm surprised he's picking this hand to do it with. You know, I feel like we could pick slightly better hands. Like if we're nine eight suited, you mean? Yeah. Even just like more connected. Maybe Jack Ten p- suited plays well as a four bet once in a while yeah. too. Better than this, um, as you said, aces are better. The Ace X suiteds play better as a four bet probably at least some of the time too. Yeah. Um, they're the blocker, which is nice. They have they have some level of showdown value comparatively. But how do you achieve the board coverage for this part of right. the board? Right, like this is the type of hand that you maybe do need to include sometimes because you're not like it doesn't feel good to four bet a hand like Ace Eight suited or Ace Nine suited. You don't love that. I'd rather four bet a hand like this. I think. Why is that? Uh, just it's kind of like we have enough aces in our four betting range. I don't want to overrepresent them. Oh, okay. Um, but if we're four betting nine, I don't know, just nine. I'd rather four bet ace nine than nine seven. If we're four betting, we're bluffing either way. Yeah, I mean this this just achieves some board coverage stuff that the others doesn't. I mean we still have a nine. I mean we we don't have as much board coverage. You're right. It's straights are we can now show up with some straights that we otherwise wouldn't be able to. The hardest That's part of the board it, really. to cover and with a, the hardest part of the board to cover with a four betting range is the six through ten, right? Uh, yeah, that's true. So this achieves that. Yep, that's fair. But if you... Yeah, no, okay, that's fair. Still, I think 9-8 suited achieves it too, and like yeah. it's a better hand. And 7-8 yeah. achieves it too, and we can do it with a few of those. True. I'd rather be doing it with, that, with a better hand, that's all. Yeah. That's going to... like We're going to win more often with when, when we continue. And, I, and I'm not sure that this size is going to fold out that much of Garrett's range. I agree with that. Is Garrett folding king-queen here? I I'm think- not sure. Unsuited, I think he is. Okay. Well, I think he's going to three-bet king-queen off sometimes. Yeah. So that's good. Um, what else does he have? Maybe you can have hands like ace-10 off and just yeah. raise-fold, right? Because yeah. it feels terrible. Ace-jack, you yeah. can just fold those if they're off-suit. So, okay, we're going to fold at some things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate this four-bet. No, no, no. It's just I would like it to be a little bigger. I'd like it to be, you know, 
closer to like 18 to 20K rather than 16. Yeah, I think so I can see why. Just offer slightly best, worse odds. And, you know, Garrett's sister's like, well, I'm not getting a great price and I'm out of position and it's Patrick. Like, it's not going to be easy. So he may be more inclined to fold. Obviously, he's never folding Ace-King, which is what he really has. But we're not targeting that. No. No. So with Ace-King, although, you know, against Ace-King, we're doing all right in position. If he's, if he's just going to call with Ace-King most of the time, unless it's Ace-King of spades, yeah. that can be a problem. But right. that's one combo, of course. But he's probably going to also just call with Queens. We're not doing very well against Queens, right? Yes, I agree. But I'm saying, like, if we had the knowledge that, that Garrett's yeah. going to show up with Ace-King, like, a lot of the time here for some reason, it's like, that's not that bad of a scenario. I mean, I think he's going to play all his Ace-Kings just like this, right? Yeah. Where he's going to, like, three-bet call. Yep. Almost always when they're this deep against Patrick. Yep. Is my guess. Maybe once in a while he'll put in, he'll put in a, a five-bet, but pretty rarely, I would Yeah. Think. I don't right. know if he has many five-bets, period, right. against Patrick. It's hard to have a five-betting range in general. It's hard once you're up against good players, and unless you have like, you really got to be balanced with your bluffs to be able to pull that off. Otherwise, they're just going to fold too much. It's yeah, it's easy to have a five betting range against bad players. You know, yeah, just have a good hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Garrett does just call. It feels like the obvious choice here. Five betting feels like a disaster. Agreed. Waiting to happen. Pot's thirty two thousand eight hundred dollars. The flop is Queen of Clubs, Four of Hearts, Nine of Hearts. Hello. Patrick Antonio's flops middle pair. Yeah. All right. Garrett yeah. has uh, a couple back doors. A couple back doors and overs. You didn't even say the overs. I'm an asshole. <laughs> You're denying Garrett his, his equity. I am denying his equity. Huh. That's generally considered a good thing. Yep. But not in this People case. think I'm good nah. at things. They think you're... All right. I'm not going to keep... Why are you this. so mean? I stopped myself, and then you still attacked me. You know what? I, I didn't think I would ever say this, especially on air. <laughs> Yeah. But I don't want to start a cult with you. <laughs> oh, my God. You take that back right now. I need all the hair for myself. <laughs> <laughs> you can have two-thirds of the hair if we start the cult. Together. Really? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's fine. You got a deal. <laughs> I, God damn it. You, you I, was, I would have settled for yeah, 51%. way too fast. There. I realized, as, soon as, you, as soon as I saw your face, I realized I fucked that up. Yeah, I, was, I would have taken 51% of the yeah, hair. Yeah, damn it. But, you know, it's on air now. It's like, no, it's too you late. can't take it back. It's too late. And we, we didn't shake. But there's no touching. I mean, cult, we, we have an agreement here. Yeah, no, you know. that's true. No, it's, it's, a, it's a bond. Yeah. <laughs> cult bond. All right. Okay. Garrett's going to check. That makes plenty of sense. Of course. As Antonius, is this the type of flop that you are compelled to check back on? It's like the game theory disaster-ish flop. Maybe not quite fully. But. I don't think it's fully game theory disaster. Uh, we don't have any hearts in our hand. Uh, there are some hands that are going to be gutters here, specifically King Jack and King Ten. The obvious if ones, he's right? gonna three bet those, I think he's gonna three sometimes, bet those sometimes, yeah. sometimes, yeah. And he can have Jack 10 too. I don't think we necessarily want to give the two over cards if those are out there, which sometimes they will be. In this case, they are. Um, just a free shot. I think we're supposed to continue here, is what I'm getting at ultimately. Yeah. Sometimes we're ahead, sometimes we're behind. I think we can get called by worse hands a little bit, and we can deny equity, and we can deny equity. It sounds pretty good. I don't know if we can get a better hand to fold for this street, no, no matter what we do, but that's okay. No, if, if Garrett somehow is 9-10 suited, he's not folding. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, I agree. I like, I like continuing. That's what Antonius does. He bets 14K. Okay. Into 32. Yep. Hard to fold out um, the, something like Ace-King for 14K, I think. But well, should it be? Let's, let's, okay. let's talk it through. With Garrett's hand, do you think Garrett should call? I mean, he has the King of Hearts. Maybe that's enough to compel him to, if he has some Ace-Kings that he folds, not include this one? Right. I think if we're continuing, we're continuing with, with a big heart in our hand. Right? So you think if Garrett had ace-king of clubs, he should fold? He probably should have. Actually, no, that would be a backdoor flush draft, too. Ace-king of diamonds. 
Okay, there you go. Ace King of Diamonds, Ace King of Spades. Those yeah. are the ones. Um, like Patrick did four bet us, yeah. right? So like I know he has some bluffs. He can have Ace Five suited here, right? But except for that, we are either chopping or behind. Yeah. So we're probably going to want to bluff catch more with our pairs because we don't block the Ace Wheel suited. I like that. I like that. Um, but yeah, we're probably supposed to call once. You know, like there are a lot of good. We can turn a lot of good cards. I mean, because we have because we have the heart. You mean? Yeah, because we have the King of Hearts in our hand. Yeah. So an Ace, a King, a Jack or a Ten is okay because we pick up a gutter to the nuts, but it could be problematic. Yeah. But, but with the overs too, we can probably hang around depending on how it's si- how the turn bet is sized by Patrick. And of course, a heart is. Well, it's only the King of Hearts, but it's still pretty good. It's, it's better than nothing. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you really screw yourself by calling here with the King of Hearts, yeah. when, especially against the four-betting range where the Ace of Hearts could be staring us right in the face, yeah. but it's probably too nitty to just throw our hand away is what I'm ultimately landing yeah, on. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you're right. But I think without a heart, we could consider folding yeah. or two clubs. And, of course, this is up against Patrick. There are a lot of guys where we could fold comfortably. Yes, right? yes. But Patrick doesn't have to have it. As we see, he has 9-7. He does have us beat, though. He sure does. But Garrett calls, and I guess we're on board with Classic that. Classic Garrett. We have an important announcement regarding Nitrogen Sports, and this isn't just advertising right. stuff. This, this is an is... actually important announcement. Please listen if you're on Nitrogen Sports. Yes. This is a big deal. All right, so Nitrogen is moving over to a new site called Nitro Betting, and what that means is you have to sign up again using our link for access to our monthly tournament, which is going to continue. We're going to keep doing the monthly tournament, and don't worry, it's not hard. It's just as easy as it was on on Nitrogen Sports. You just use the link, you sign up, you have access. And there's lots of other benefits. The site is new. It's a lot prettier. So pretty. It's improved. And they have new cool products if you like other types of sports betting stuff like March Madness is fun, right? They've yeah. kind of brought that everywhere. They, they now do brackets for a lot of events. They also do squares for a lot of events. You know, at the Super Bowl, at the party where everybody puts money in a square, finds the, the score. That's like where the plumber always wins, right? Because no one has to know anything with the square. It's all random anyway. Yeah, and the plumber is never good at, at sports betting. <laughs> wow. Had, yeah, I didn't wow. Wow, yeah, Mario is upset. Mar- well, if the plumber was good at sports betting, probably be a professional sports better. You're you're be basically a, a turtle right now because Mario's going to stomp on you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? Yeah, yeah, they also have you. pick pools as a new product, which mm-hmm. is you know you're in a pool of people. Whoever gets the most correct picks wins. It's, it's more competitive. It's more fun. And uh, crucially, though, again, even if you've already signed up for Nitrogen Sports, you got to sign up for Nitro Betting using the link in the description, or else you won't get access to that tournament. But don't worry, it's easy, and it's still that great tournament. Yeah, it's also going to be in our pinned tweet if you don't get to this right now and you can't remember or can't find it. It's always going to be the first tweet on our Twitter timeline. Yep, see you there. Okay. So the pot is $60,800. Yes. Queen of clubs, four of hearts, nine of hearts is the, is the flop. Uh, Antonius has nine seven of spades for middle pair. Garrett has ace king off with a heart for the backdoor flush draw. Two overs. Boy, I hope this was a good call by Garrett. I'm not even sure. Out of position. It's not that good. I know we were talking about yeah. the whole thing, but I'm like revisiting it now. In my you head. don't like it as much? I like it less already. I'm like, eh. Did I just say I liked it because I know Garrett did it and like we have the king of hearts, but like it plays so much better as an I gotta believe call. he would have folded without the yeah. backdoor flush okay. draw. All right, let's move on. We've talked, we've we've litigated that one enough. Turns the deuce of diamonds. Okay. Garrett checks. Sure. Here's where things start getting weird. Okay. Antonius bets again. Hmm. He bets 25K into 60,800. Feels like he's targeting some very particular hands. What is the intention of this bet? Is it, has, it, sorry, go ahead. Is it a bluff or is it a value bet or is it kind of a I'm just betting? I believe it's a bluff. Okay. I believe he's trying to fold out slightly better hands. So tens and jacks. Tens and jacks. 
it doesn't seem like you're rarely. It seems like you're rarely going to fall out a queen here mm-hmm. with the second barrel. I don't think you're ever falling out a queen. When you're Patrick Antonius and that's Garrett Ailes. You're never folding a queen out. Um, but maybe we can fall out a queen later. Um, but I feel like we're. I feel like he's actively targeting hands like tens and jacks. Maybe he can also charge hearts sometimes if or you know other things that like you know if there's a jack ten suited or a king jack or something. The gut shots. He can fold out that kind of stuff too. He's ahead of some of that. But equity wise, it's not amazing. He has yeah. an eye equity there. Um, but I think he's also got to be attacking tens and jacks. Otherwise, I don't know how this could be. Charging the heart draws is reasonable. A little bit. Charge the straight draws. Charge the heart. Charge the heart draws. Fold out. I think you successfully fold out tens a lot with the second bet, right? Yeah. I mean, what what are the best bluff combos here? Like, is this hand too good to consider among the best bluff combos? Because we do block mm-hmm. a set of nines, which is good. If that we had a, good. if we had a queen, we'd block a set of queens. But that's too good of a hand to turn into a bluff. I agree. So yeah. That's true. So maybe that makes any hand with a nine in it a reasonable bluff combo, blocking a set of nines. Well, we also don't. We have a hand with an. We have a nine in it, and we don't have a jack or a ten in it yeah. too. So that's cool for both blocking those pocket pairs and also blocking a bunch of the straight draws. Yeah, and we also don't have a heart in it, which is good because there's two hearts on the board. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's all true then. Like the seven is just sort of out of the way of all that stuff. Yeah. So that's like all right, you know, we unblock all that. That seems good. Yeah, the, I think all that makes sense. I just wonder if the hand is a little bit too good to include in the bluff combos. You might be right. The problem is, I think, I wonder if if um, Patrick is worried about what happens on the river if he checks the turn and yeah. that he could get bluffed. And by betting, now he might fold out better hands sometimes, and it's much harder for Garrett to bluff him. Yeah. Like, if Garrett has a draw right now, I mean, Garrett could, of course, raise right now on the turn. Yeah. And it's going to work out really well. Yeah, I don't think Patrick's going to call. I don't think he is. Um but maybe we could successfully fold out or charge the draws, fold out some slightly better hands, and then we get to check right back on the river. I mean, if we get called. Yeah. Seems at least sort of reasonable. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate, I don't hate the bet either. Um, but mostly people check here. But let's talk about plays that, that might be hated. Oh, great. Garrett calls. Why? Yeah. This one seems, I don't know, man. I don't understand anymore. What are we beat? We're beating just weird ace highs, right? Or maybe I mean Jack Ten. Maybe he's, maybe Antonius has a lot of weird random stuff that he keeps betting. Maybe he has King Three suited. I don't know. I mean, it feels like we're just hoping and praying that yeah. he has that now, and like there's no real rhyme or reason. I'm very surprised Garrett calls here. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's not a heart, so we have not improved our equity. It's not a straightening card. Mm-hmm. Um, Antonius four bet preflop. He's repping some pretty serious strength here. Yeah, like. At this point, when he bets the turn also, it's like not pocket jacks, right? Right. And as we can see, we're actually losing to one of his bluffs. Yeah. That's not great. Nope. This is very surprising to me that Garrett calls. I yeah, don't I, know I'm, what this is about. I'm struggling to, to discover reason behind it, and I, I would like to try to because Garrett clearly knows what he's doing. He's good. Absolutely. Good player. I mean, it's possible these guys have played a lot together, and Antonius is constantly bluffing. Even so? Yeah. I don't know, like... This board isn't great for us. You it's know? not. There's Even n- so. There's no more prospects except for hitting an ace or a king. Right. And, uh, I mean, are we just going to hero the hell out of it? I mean, maybe we're sitting there thinking, like, well, we block aces and kings, which are a lot of the, f- lot of the four bets. Yeah. Pocket queens is there, but there's only three combos. What else is betting? Yeah. You could ask yourself. And that's fair. That's actually reasonable, yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe you think, like, well, there's only three combos of aces, only three combos of kings, and, po- and th- there's nine combos total of obvious value. Right. I don't think ace queen suited maybe, maybe ace queen suited. Well, maybe even maybe even unsuited. Yeah, maybe offsuit too. So maybe he got a little loosey goosey there pre flop, and yeah. now he's here and he flopped well enough, and he's like, well, 
What yeah. am I really losing to? Pocket right. nines? That's like it, right? Yeah. I can bet. Yeah. So that is not great, though, that ace queen, if ace-queen can be in there. It feels like it can at I feel like it. I feel like it can. Sometimes. Um, besides that, though... So we're just we, hoping he has, like, king-10. The problem is, of course, he may have a lot of ace-king himself. So we're doing all this to chop. That's not great. Are we even going to be able to hold on on the river if he bets again? I don't know if he is, but like... You know, I mean, there must be a history here. Maybe yeah. maybe Garrett knows that Antonius is showing up with all sorts of suited connectors here, you know? He may have fires six, twice. Like six, seven of spades. He's like, I don't block anything I want. I, I don't want to block, so... I have a hard time believing Antonius is, has a hand like six, seven of spades here and bets the turn. I just don't buy it. I do too, but I would have had a hard time believing he would play this hand this way so far. That's fair. That's very fair. Um, it's really weird that Antonios is betting, Antonios is betting four bet and then is betting the turn here and Garrett has call, call, called. Right. It's easy to forget. This is a four bet pot that yeah. adds a lot of leverage to the situation. Yeah. The pot is big. Yeah. When Garrett calls too. There's $111,000 in there now. Like Antonio started the hand with 162. You know, he's put in, like he's got almost a one to one stack to pot at this point. Yeah. This is just a strange turn. From, really str- from both players, it, really, but I think it's stranger for Garrett. I agree. If a heart came, maybe Garrett's planning. If a heart comes to bluff, we don't even like have the ace of hearts. I know it's a four bet pot. I know, but that's what I got. Is like a heart comes, we're gonna fire. Sometimes we hit an ace or a king. Sometimes it goes check check, and I guess he must think he wins. Sometimes if it goes check check on the river, Patrick's gonna give up, which he will sometimes. Um, and that Patrick's gonna have the ace jacks and the ace five suited of the world enough. I guess ace five and ace three suited pick up uh, gut shots on the turn. So maybe you think you're beating those that they might continue now because maybe. they pick up gutters. That's somewhat reasonable. Still, this feels like a stretch. This is a big time stretch. Why are we putting so much money in? I do not know. I don't think I can justify this call. I don't like it. I don't either. I'm yeah. with you, bro. All right. Well, he does it. $110,800 in the pot. Okay. Rivers, the 10 of hearts. That is quite a coordinated card. Yes. Wow, Garrett, that King of Hearts suddenly feels like a very key card in all of this. Yep. We block King Jack and we block the flush. Yep. That's Queen beautiful. of Clubs, Four of Hearts, Nine of Hearts, Deuce of Diamonds, Ten of Hearts. Yep. All right. You want to fire if, as Garrett now that we're here? I don't we, see how we can't. Like, what else are we fucking doing? We're hoping that we're good. How can we hope that we're good? Yeah. I mean, I guess we could be good. We can still beat Ace Jack. Yep. Okay. By and, the way, if we check, is. Garrett gonna just check back ace jack? Maybe Antonius. You mean sorry, yeah. Antonius, but Antonius might just bluff us anyway. Are we gonna be able to call? I don't know. Maybe maybe we can. We're Garrett. Maybe we can make that call, but boy, that's I feel like having the King of Hearts is like so beautiful right now, and I kinda wanna fire because of it. Because we're here. Because we're here. Yeah. If we weren't here, I'd be I'd be much rather not be here. Yeah, I'd but be like eating I some can, sushi table side instead. I mean, what are you supposed to do if you're Patrick and you have aces? Are you just gonna call? I mean, we went call, call, big bet on river. Like If Garrett fires? Yeah. It's not great. If we have the ace of hearts, I think we have to call. If we have the ace of hearts, sure. Yeah. What if you don't have the ace of hearts? Then I think you might fold, yeah. Okay, so that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, there's only, I mean, there's only what, three aces left. So if he's got pocket aces, the ace of hearts is going to populate that yeah. a lot, too much of the time. But he can have other hands, too, yeah. like ace queen without the ace of hearts. Right. Um, pocket kings, he won't have the king of hearts if yeah. he has pocket kings. Yeah. I don't know what he does. Maybe maybe he finds a call with these hands, but it's asking a lot, man. Yeah, I kind of agree. I kind of like the idea of leading now that we're here because it doesn't feel like we're ahead often enough. No way. 
And why? And why did we get here if not to try to win the hand in some way? Like if we if we thought the King of Hearts was such a valuable card, one of the things that makes it valuable is when the third heart comes, we might be able to get away with yeah. some stuff. And like you said, it also blocks the nut straight. It's kind of beautiful. Yeah. But Garrett checks. Okay. I guess he's just conceding the pot. Okay. Maybe it'll go check check and he wins a little bit. Well, you but... would think it would go check check now, right? Yes. But it doesn't. There's still some interesting stuff left here, Jonathan. Wait, what? Antonius decides his nine is not good enough and he's got a bluff. Okay. He goes big. He bets 80K into 110. This is almost, he leaves himself with 27K back. He is targeting a queen. He's targeting a queen. He might be even targeting kings. Hands like that. Maybe he is. Okay. It's possible. But it's sort of all the same. Ace, queen, kings. Right. Basically the same. So if there was any question if he was bluffing on the turn, it seems clear now that he is definitely bluffing the river. (laughs) Yes. All right. Is it a good idea, this bluff? Okay. Um, Garrett doesn't have very many flushes. Let's start with that, right? He didn't raise at any point. He didn't lead the river. Yeah. If he had a flush, he, it'd be very hard to never put in aggressive action, especially when the river comes. You just think so often it's going to go check, check. If Antonio says aces, he's going to check it back on this yeah. card, right? Yeah. Um, and kings, ace, queen, those are all checks. Queen, queen, queen. That's the hand that will bet. And you can get value out of, right? Yeah. But maybe if you, but if you just bet, they're going to call anyway. Mm-hmm. So who cares? Yeah. Even that's not as good because you can bet it bigger. You know, you get to pick the size this way. So it's, Garrett just doesn't have many flushes. So we can, I think we might be able to successfully bluff some of the time here by saying we have ace, king of hearts. I guess. I mean, it would be nice if we at least had a heart in our hand in case Garrett could have flushes. To, that would be to, to block hearts. Fabulous. <laughs> I like, agree. It's, pr- it's kind of bad not to have heart, a heart in our hand now. It's not great, but at the same point, if we don't think Garrett almost ever has a flush, it's less important, right? He, the whole point is that it would block Garrett having flushes. If we don't think Garrett almost ever has them based on the action, that's pretty good. Well, I'd much rather have, like, if I could show up with a preflop, ace-nine with the ace of hearts, because then I can block Garrett's more likely calls, which are like ace-queen with the ace of hearts. Okay, like, that's fair. You know, That's a great point. Having yeah. the ace of hearts blocks the calls. I like that. Yeah, because Garrett's probably going to feel obligated to call with any reasonable pair that has a good heart with it. Yeah, I think you're right. So right. I would, we don't block anything anymore. Right. It's not good. It's, yeah. Like, this is not a good combo to bluff now. Um, no. No, it's not. It's just, the, it's just a story base. The narrative. We have the narrative going in our favor yeah. to some degree, right? We can absolutely have ace-king of hearts here. We might play it just like this right. all the way. I think we would. So do you think the bottom of what we're repping is set? I'm wondering, can we ever have queen-10... Which is hard for us to have anyway because we four bet. Yeah. But maybe we can have it. We have nine seven. Like we know we can probably have it. Queen ten might fall in the check back on the turn category though. Yeah, it might. It might be too good to to bluff with, yeah. right? Because we're beating Jackson tens yeah. now. Yeah, that's fair. Also, we block ten, so there's right. less of it. Um, that's fair. So maybe 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 we can't have that. Okay, I think we're betting a set on the river. Okay. Um, we're betting a straight on the river because we we can have King Jack. Yeah. Uh, cool. But I guess we don't have two pair of hands that make no, any, that so. we're betting here. So it's sets and straights only and flushes. Yeah. Sets, straights, and flushes. Not too many straights. Yeah. Which is a reasonable amount of things to rep. Yeah. So, so the representation aspect of this bluff is not bad. I mean, think about it. Ace five of hearts, ace three of hearts play it just like this for sure, right? Yeah. They turn the gutter. They turn the combo draw, and they absolutely fire again. They get there. They I think probably again. any flush draw plays it like this. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Which is great for Patrick's story. Yes. So the story is good. Or good enough. Yeah. The combo is bad. Right. How do we feel about it overall 
as a, like, do we think this is a good idea? I think it's mostly going to work okay. against most of Garrett's range. I think if Garrett has ace queen, this is an incredibly tough spot if he doesn't have the ace of hearts. But he's going to call with the ace of hearts. I think he's going to feel forced to call with the ace of hearts. Well, he's got the king of hearts. Yep. And no pair. Yep. But he's tanking. Well, I sort of get why he's tanking. Because he has the king of hearts? Having the king of hearts really cuts down on the, the hands that Patrick can have for value. Here. Yeah, we block both the straight and the flush. Yep. We block, like, there were ace-jack of hearts, ace-five of hearts, ace-three of hearts, or three combos that are obvious. Queen-queen, that's six combos. I guess there's still some king-jack that could be in there that bets the turn. Yeah. But probably not all of it. Yeah. Also, he has to four-bet that pre. There's not that much. Yeah, but, you know, if we called, we would lose, right? I do know that. That's too bad. That's, you know, sometimes blockers aren't the only thing you should use when you're making distribution-based decisions because of situations like this, right? That's why hand rank can help in distribution-based decisions. We could make the super sick check raise all in. For, for 27K more? I mean... Let's talk about what price we'd be giving him, because I'm interested yeah, to find out. it would out. be pretty good. It's, uh... There'd be 100... Two, there's 270 before we shove. Or no, not no. 270 before the extra 27K goes in. So there it would be like uh, 27K to win 300K. Cool. So it's getting 10 to 1. So you have to have the nuts to call, basically? No, you just call with a lot of flushes. Um, I mean, at that price, you're yeah. supposed to call with a lot of things yeah. in theory. But when you get when the guy gives you that good a price, you know he's supposed to always have it. Right. But at that point, you kind of might as well just go with the math. I if mean, it's Garrett, if it's Garrett, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Garrett's capable of this as a bluff either, quite frankly. And if he isn't, so he's contemplating not folding. Is it better to bluff or to call if you're Garrett? I think if Patrick had bet less, bluffing is a very reasonable move here. Mm-hmm. Like if he bet fifty k, yeah. So now we can shove eighty more, yeah. That feels like we can actually fold out a lot of stuff. Like yeah. if Patrick's betting aces here on the river for fifty k and gets shoved on, he's like, oh my god, right? What have what have I done? This yeah. is awful. Like, like doesn't feel good. Like you probably have to fold. Right? Yeah, you probably have to bet fold. Um, 80K is tougher because we are going to give him such a price that he might talk himself into some calls because, like, whatever. Also, yeah. it isn't like he hasn't made a money. Like, that's, losing that extra 27000 isn't going to change his life in Well, any as way. it turns out, it would be a much better idea to bluff than to call because Patrick would probably fold. Yeah, he, uh, I think it would successfully... This, it would work in this exact spot, as it turns out. Yeah, um, and uh, we're, we will lose if we call. Yes. Um, should we call, though? So, okay, mostly we probably shouldn't bluff when he bets 80K, yeah. though. So should we call or should we fold is the real question. I think we should fold. It feels like we should probably fold. Like, like I know we have the, so many better hands than the this, King of Hearts right? is enticing, but there's also like Patrick Antonius is not really an ABC player, right? He can show up with a lot of stuff as we can see. Yeah, how, who knows how many of his bluffs are actually beating us? That's that's a real problem. That would be interesting if he has like pocket threes. Yeah, and he's like, uh, yeah, I didn't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> I just kept firing. You kept calling, man. So yeah, what was I supposed to do? Right. I mean, like we have a lot of hands that we can call with. We have a lot of big hearts that have pairs with them. Let's call with those. That yeah. sounds great. I mean, we have even king-queen with the king of hearts at least sometimes. Yeah. Right? Maybe. Yeah. If we call the preflop. And we have jacks and tens with a heart. We do. We have, of course, ace-queen. Yeah. With a heart. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to include this hand, I don't think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, Garrett takes a long time, but he ultimately agrees with us. He really is thinking about it, though. It's interesting. That He's, he, he, is he, pained. he is pained by folding, but... I think that King of Hearts really is bringing him back to, like, yeah. what hands is this guy supposed to have? Yeah. It's just odd to me that he, he got here. You know, he called the turn. I know. I think there were a lot of really interesting decisions in this hand by both players. Garrett could have, could have folded on the flop. He could have folded on the turn, and he barely finds a fold on the river, it seems. He really doesn't believe Patrick Antonius. Meanwhile, Patrick 
all he does is have his foot on the gas on every street. Despite his medium strength hand. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty interesting. And, it, and he's ahead on every street except preflop. Yep. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, good job, Mike D'Angelo. Good suggestion. Yeah, it's a cool hand. That's a weird one. Let's weird. see what the solver had to say about this one. I don't know if it's going to break or what, but we'll find out. The audacity of Wesley Cannon. He thinks he can <laughs> use software to solve the giants of the game, Patrick Antonius and Garrett Adelson. They're even near the beginning of the phone book. Like, you're, you're a C. That's uh, Cannon is C. These are two A's, buddy. Yeah. You think you can solve these guys? You are um, egregious in your bravado yeah. and your hubris. It's upsetting. And this is just from like, a, I'm, I'm like emotionally upset, but I'm also intellectually offended by it. Right. It, it hits me in both, in both demographics. Yeah. Demographics is the correct <laughs> word to use there. <laughs> Thanks. Nonetheless, despite how we may have a big problem with it, we're going to, we're going to let you know what Wesley found out when he ran this thing through Pio. Yeah. But I feel weird about it. I do feel weird about it. It's just not fair to the world. But you know what? It's our job to report the news. Okay, okay. Not make the news. Yeah, let's Like go. Wesley Cannon did by solving this hand. How dare he? All right, let's get to it. Okay. And I'm actually going to quote him a lot in this because he was pretty funny in this solving. <laughs> I liked it. This is um, actually a pretty interesting uh, yeah. solver thing that yeah. happens here. So on the flop, Antonio should almost always check 9-7 unless he has two clubs for the mm. backdoor flush draw. So it's just, you know, it's one of those middling hands, I guess, so you don't really want to bet it. Yep. Um, Makes and sense. Garrett is already out, out of bounds by calling the flop. He's, he's supposed to fold any ace-king combo that doesn't have the ace of hearts. He needs the nut backdoor flush draw to make it good enough to continue. Mm. So the solver, even with the king of hearts, says, no, thank you, Garrett. Go, go, back, to, uh, go back to Hustler Casino Live. You're, oh. not, you're not wanted here Whoa. on high-stakes poker. Keep it together. <clears throat> go, go play with Brick and Nick and those guys. Garrett probably wishes he did after this hand, bro. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I said it. Oh, you think that's the, the last thing coming in hot? Wait till you hear what Wesley has to say on the turn. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm, I'm just going to quote a couple things here. Cool. This is about Antonius. This is what Wesley wrote in his email. Betting 9-7 here is a mistake since it really shouldn't be able to give value or fold out any better hands, hmm. which, you know, makes sense. The solver doesn't want to bet, and right. this is Wesley's reasoning. Here's what it said about Garrett. Or this is, here's what Wesley said about Garrett based on his solver analysis. Ace-King should be folded, and it isn't even close at this point. Hmm. It has almost no showdown or equity and blocks the bluffs. There literally is no worse hand to call with on the turn for Edelstein. Wow. That's, that's quite an indictment. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's quite an indictment indeed. I want to say one thing for the solver. The solver, of course, is never taking into consideration something that we think Patrick might be, right? Which is the idea of like giving your, keeping the, your options open, right. as you like to say. Yep. So, so that's important. To keep, obviously, the solver doesn't, isn't thinking about that piece, though. Right. Because the solver's thinking about world domination. Um, <laughs> yeah. So to get those nuclear codes as fast as possible. Yeah. On the river. Yeah. Uh, now that we're here, Pio does want Antonius to turn his hand into a bluff. Oh, options are indeed open, I sir. Guess, I guess maybe the solver needs to, you know, run a few more sims before oh. it comes and takes a shot at the king of That's Finland. Right. You best not miss, son. Yeah. Antonius wins again. <laughs> so <laughs> handsome. Uh, and, then, and then as far as Garrett considering here, which of course he did end up folding, but... Considering, I guess, is absurd in the solver's eyes. This is another quote from Wesley Cannon. Aces and ace-queen without a heart should fold. King should fold. <laughs> the weakest calling hand is ace-queen with a heart, so ace-king has no chance of being yeah. a call. It's but, weird that, I mean, yeah. There's but, a long tank, though. A real long tank. <laughs> <laughs> For Garrett. So this is, this is maybe the, the least the solver's ever liked what Garrett Adelstein has done. I think that, so. That seen. He really didn't like it. I think that's exactly right. Like, Garrett never did anything right according to the solver. That's wild. Yeah. Um, and Patrick, the solver, wasn't super fond of most of Patrick's moves either, but at least it liked the bluff on the river. Yeah, it did like that. Interesting. 
It is interesting. It uh, is interesting, Grant. All right. We'll we'll see you next time. Will we? I guess. I'm just this trying to I'm audio. just trying to fucking end it, man. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta end somehow. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue tied. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it.